Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow! Welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Dawson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? I'm good, What's baby. Going down? I'm good. I'm, uh, I was just watching a video before we uh, started the show of a man... Abroad Japan? Uh, after I'd watched all of the Abroad Japan's... Uh, ah, before, that's good I, uh, It was a man... Um, Cooking a beef brisket in uh, oh. basically congealed wagyu fat, <laughs> so it's just basically melted oh. down a, a big lump of wagyu beef, and then he'd basically surrounded a big lump of brisket and cooked it in that uh, for. Oh, 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 I think he kept it in it for twenty four hours and then cooked it in it. Oh uh, I just his arteries, man. <laughs> it's, it's just he's in America. Ooh. This guy is just obsessed with brisket and beef and steak. I think he's like. Um, you will have seen he's like a Latino guy and, he, and he's kind of uh, he's just incredibly charismatic uh, and he just he just does meat basically and he's obsessed with steak and he cooks steak in silly ways and uh, and he's very very popular <laughs> doing it because everyone likes meat and uh, but I just worry for him I just fear for his life he's just eating oh. so much fucking steak every day so much red meat wow it's not good it's not good I mean I do love a bit of red meat but what I will say is mm. you know when I did my first video on um, Wagyu I was surprised to learn that Wagyu like meat Wagyu beef is healthier than regular beef for the most part well, I believe it is because the fat you know in Wagyu the, the fat streaks through the, the meat itself right? right rather than having like a slab of fat on the side it's sort of intramuscular fat and it's said that it's actually a lot healthier um, now, whether this is true or not remains to be seen. But okay. apparently, Wagyu beef, it's got, uh, what's it called? Monounsaturated fatty acids. And uh, it's supposed to be, yeah, it's supposed to be better for you than regular beef. Ugh, I think, whether that's true or not, I'm not sure. I think maybe it's a clever <laughs> clever way of uh, getting to sell more Wagyu. But it made me feel a lot less guilty when I indulged in the rich marbled wonder that is wagyu beef knowing that the intramuscular fat is so good for me i can eat all i <laughs> my heart desires um i've cut back on it though I, and i will say i actually prefer sort of western beef to japanese wagyu sort of fatty beef mm. just because with wagyu like you do feel kind of nauseous if you have more than 150 grams whereas with the regular sort of beef beef you have that sort of 
juicy, chewy, wonderful taste that... Oh, God, I'm getting hungry now. What? Why are you we talking for, about beef? You went for, got sorry, you went for beef. As, you left, as we left the last podcast, you were off to have a big <laughs> lump of beef. And now I'm getting you all horny for more... Horny on men for more beef. The um, I... Uh, speaking <laughs> of YouTube, actually, uh, I am now a successful YouTuber, uh, Chris. Whoa. And it only took... We've over Mr. Beast. It oh, <laughs> Former Mr. Mr. His name's Feast. Donaldson as well. Move over, Donaldson. There's a new Donaldson <laughs> in town. <laughs> um, he, yeah. uh, we'll be dumb. I, I uh, found an old video that I put up uh, 11 years ago. And Chris, it's only gone and got 100,000 views. 100,000 wow. views. Chris, that's good for me. That might be a chump change good. to you. That's pretty good for me. It only took 11 years. So I'm now technically Incredible. a successful YouTuber. 100k views. <laughs> it takes an average knew. of... Of 90 minutes to get 100,000 views on the LeBron Japan video. Ah, shut well, up. Well done, Pete. Took Give yourself years. a pat on the back. <laughs> you've, you've done very well. You've done very Thank well you. indeed. Thank you I, very uh, much. It was, a, it was a video called Dads with Swords, and it was basically girls on film. Oh, yeah. With a, with a compendium of uh, men who are obsessed with swords, and they basically they buy these big swords, and they demonstrate these big swords. And uh, yeah, that's it really. <laughs> and, it, and and it's just like it's just men of advancing years with a bit of a pot belly and little weird dad moustaches um, waving around swords and like testing out these really sharp swords. Uh, and I did a little sort of silly video uh, where I where I sang instead of girls girls on film dads with swords and it was 11 years ago it seemed like only yesterday uh, I wrote that spectacular and uh, yeah uh, 11 years later it's got 100,000 views <laughs> check it out guys it's yeah. called Dance with Swords by the infamous YouTube channel I review planes now I review and planes yeah. now yeah what I like <laughs> is you've got the Duran Duran song girls on film and Pete's just going, Dad's with swords, Dad's with swords. And it somehow works. I wonder, I, I wonder if I can get 100k in, in another 11 years. <laughs> like this trajectory. <laughs> I feel you've shamed the, the, the honourable men around the world who just want to buy a sword. They just want to buy a sword. you made them look foolish, Pete. Yeah. I... <laughs> It's nice to be interested. It is that image of like I remember before coming to Japan, I was like, what kind of people are truly obsessed with Japan? And my image was like just a man who sword guys. bought lots of swords. Yeah. <laughs> sword They're guys. coming for you though, Pete. And you've got you're the very sword man you swore to destroy. You yourself have a fucking yeah. sword at home, I've do you? Not? A sword, you're yeah. down with a sword. I know. Yeah. Terrible, eh? <laughs> what have you become? But well done, well done. Yeah, How many you. likes has it got? One point six uh, 1,600 likes, 100,000 views, Okay. 11 years ago. This video came out one year before I even started YouTube. So See? Uh, Slow and steady wins the race. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well done, Pete. Give, Thanks, it, give yourself a round of applause. No worries. Thank well, you. I'm, I'll be back in the UK soon, and I will reward your amazing work with some sake kit cats. Do you want me to bring you anything back from Japan to the land of oh. the rising pessimism back well, to the I've, UK. I've been hearing a little bit about these kind of puff pastry, um, coolish uh, dessert uh, oh, flavours. <laughs> They're little puff pastry things. That you don't have to keep them cool. They are they are dry. They are cold. They are you know they, you don't need to, to refrigerate them. They're just like little kind of cream poofs, cream poofs. And uh, do you think yeah. I could bring back like a a box full of coolish to the UK? Would it be? <laughs> I've edible? said it before. I've said it before. You get just get yourself a cool bag. 
it'll be fine. <laughs> Can you imagine like coming to Heathrow Airport and they're like, we need to look inside your luggage sir. It looks like you've got explosives or something. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck is this? Taste explosions, more like. <laughs> <laughs> this is vanilla ice cream in a convenient form factor. Yeah. It melts as you hold it and I'm you can right. slurp it up. Whoa, why do we have this here? <laughs> this is incredible. Uh, I will have to bring something better than that that's takes up far less space mm. um i always have to bring back gifts to friends and family from japan gifts and <laughs> gifts Here's gifts, gifts guys gifts gifts <laughs> and i don't know what to buy i'm always crap i usually just buy something from amazon in the uk that looks japanese i'm mm. like look it's japan i brought this with me and it's not it's just some crap i bought on amazon but i should make an effort given it's my first Christmas back in the UK in three years, and I'm very much looking forward to it. It's been the thing that's kept me going through these crazy few months. The idea of sitting in a pub, drinking some old wine, listening to Last Christmas. Oh, it's going to be amazing, Pete. Yeah. It's going to be magical. <laughs> What's your favourite Christmas song? It's just going to be magical. Um, I don't think you can go. Uh, I, I, I realise she's kind of, uh, she, she's taken, taken it, taken the baton and run with it, um, trying to sort of dress herself up as Mrs. Christmas, but uh, I think Mariah, Mariah Carey's Carey. on for Christmas. It's, it's just, oh, it's just, no. it's just, it's just unbeatable and how, however much it's overplayed now, it's, it's just unbeatable. It really is. Bollocks. <laughs> Bollocks. I that damn song. I, that's the one I can't stand. I like uh, Driving Home for Christmas oh, okay. that's a classic Driving home for you know I found out you could buy the rights to that song for £700 the other day uh, and I didn't think it was worth it but <laughs> I tried buying uh, Rick Astley Never Gonna Give You Up for a video and I went to buy it and I filmed the video around that scene and then I went to buy it and they'd removed it from the fucking online store where they sell the songs and I was like no no <laughs> and I had to redo the entire scene and get a different song and I got uh, The Power of Love by Huey Lewis and the News and the scene kind of works so okay. that's a relief that and it involves karaoke I'm doing a video called 12 Things I Hate in Japan and one of them is karaoke in fact it's out right now guys go and enjoy it go and listen to me complain it's what YouTube's all about it's a very bitter <laughs> video on the list nice. I'll give you the rundown on the list if you want. Yeah, go on then. Do you want to know? Do you want to know? Let's have it. Let's have it. I've got to dig it out. I've got to dig it out. Dig we'll, it get, out. we'll get on with the story of the week and I'll oh, tell okay. you my, my, my 12 things I hate. Smashing. And that'll be well, what, the news of this Why don't week. I read the story of the week and you can uh, you can have a little hunt around? Oh, teamwork, ladies subverting. and gentlemen. That's the bedrock. The subverting. bedrock of the Abroad Japan podcast. Don't, don't say that I'm not flexible. Together. Don't say that I don't roll <laughs> with the punches, mate. Don't say that I am not pragmatic. <laughs> Sean right, go on then. Sean has got in touch Hey oh catch a Chris and pitch a Pete See nice nice I, I, last, last week I think I was being called um, uh, Walk and, and, and Chris was being called uh, Christa Fascist um, But after hearing Christ. the question After hearing the question about baseball from an episode I wanted to share my experience with baseball in Japan We've always kind of um, People have always asked like what's baseball like in Japan And we haven't got a fucking clue we've not, never been to a match um, When I first visited Osaka I found it very difficult to have conversations with anybody Beyond small talk with restaurants staff even if I was doing my best to uh, try and speak Japanese uh, people seem to assume I only spoke English and would respond with sorry no English I'd been planning to go to an Oryx Buffaloes game and I went to the Osaka Dome a couple of days before the game to buy a hat. That baseball hat suddenly turned me into everyone's best Ooh. friend. <laughs> Sitting in a coffee shop, a man started talking to me about baseball by pointing to my hat and saying it was his favourite team. An old couple in the corner joined in and asked if I had got any Japanese baseball cards yet. When they found out I hadn't, they rushed out the door and came back with a bag from 7-Eleven with bags of potato chips. Apparently, they attached packs of two cards <laughs> to them during certain times of the year. 
They even helped me to navigate the Buffalo's website so I could buy my game ticket. A Nomihodai ticket for around uh, 50,000 yen. Sorry, no, wait, 5,000 yen. Uh, that let me drink Asahi through the whole game. Wow. I was stopped multiple mm. times after the game while walking back to my hotel by people asking if the Buffalo's won that day. They didn't. Uh, on my next visit, I was pulled into a bar by a group of Buffalo's fans uh, while I was looking for my hotel and they handed me a beer and everyone started singing the team song. They introduced me to a former player who gave me an autograph and then the whole group had me pause in a photo with them and said I was welcome back anytime since I was a Buffalo's fan. John, is this a big lie? <laughs> this sounds like a big lie. Fantastic stuff. What a day. In short, baseball is one of the ultimate icebreakers of conversation that I found in my trips to Japan and people love it when a foreigner is wearing their favourite team's gear. Good stuff. Oh, Great, well-written and inspirational uh, story about Wearing a hat is just fantastic stuff. I'm a big fan of that, John. I'm glad you had such a great time. And I imagine they're your your, your official uh, Japanese league team, I suppose, the old Buffaloes. Oh, it's all about the Rakuten Eagles, <laughs> the baseball team of Sendai. Yeah, I, I, I met the man that set it up once. He's a really nice guy. His name's, uh, name's Marty. Right. And... Uh, <laughs> and uh, I was at a dinner party and he was there and we'd just been talking you talking about YouTube I was talking about Rakuten Eagles and this, my friend came over and sort of I don't I don't know if he recognised this guy Marty uh, or somehow heard, overheard the conversation Yeah. and he went do you know the my, my friend uh, went do you know the Rakuten Eagles and Marty went I am the Rakuten Eagles and I was like that's such a great comeback <laughs> I am a bro in Japan I am the Rakuten Eagles <laughs> just being able to say that and he meant it, and it was good. But I still haven't watched a single baseball game, and I don't know what it is, but I'm told it's fun. Yeah. Are you a fan of baseball, Pete? Do you like hitting a ball? It's. Uh, I've never really played it. I'm only in batting cages, as, as discussed, but uh, it's a bloody good uh, day out, I tell you what, uh, watching uh, uh, baseball. <laughs> bloody good day out. It's Lovely. a bloody good game out, I tell it you is. what. Bloody good day out. Bloody good day out. <laughs> All right, so choose your own adventure. Do you want to... What should we do first? The story of the week or my 12 things that I hate about Japan? Let's have 12 adventure. things. Just bash them through. 12. All right. And you've got to decide if you agree or yep. disagree and yep. we'll work out your score. Yep. The higher your score, the more amazing and perfect you are, the less your score, the more rubbish you are because you disagree with me. Cool. Right? Number one. <laughs> Done. Uh, I hate hostess clubs, hostess bars. You sit in a bar. It's called Kabakura in Japanese, which sounds a lot like cabaret. And you sit there and girls pour your drinks. They light your cigarettes. They force you to do karaoke. Yeah. You have to pay a lot of money for the pleasure of this, this massage this ego massage experience and they you also have to pay for their drinks when you sit down they're like is it okay if I drink too and you have to be like yeah yeah go on and they sit there you have mediocre conversation you spend <laughs> loads of money you can't talk to your friends because you have to talk to them and I hate it And uh, but I've taken you Pete you've had the experience first hand yeah rubbish. do you agree rubbish yeah rubbish agree. all right one yeah. point well done well done second point is uh, karaoke I hate karaoke because I hate listening to my friends ruin all my favourite songs. Everyone always chooses the same three songs. <laughs> Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi, <laughs> that Taylor Swift song that's shit, and a Disney song that is rubbish, and I hate it, and I hate sitting there listening to them butcher songs and not letting me sing, even though I'm the best singer, definitely the best singer. What do you think, Pete? Hate it or like it? Hate it or like it. Um... <laughs> and you've been to karaoke with me once. Yeah, I know I, I like karaoke. Karaoke's cool. But, oh, it, but no it's people. There. But it's people's choices. I think. Yeah, you, you're quite right. It's it's very. I think anyone who decides to do rap is a pain in the bum. <laughs> yeah. It's not not karaoke yeah, right. if you rap. 
All right, next one is uh, the go-karts in Tokyo, which we've talked about many times over the years on the podcast. You can come to Tokyo, you can get a go-kart, and you can drive around central Tokyo dressed in a Mario costume, or at least you could until they crashed the go-kart, <laughs> and Mario and Nintendo sued the company, and they started out from scratch. They're back now, though. You can cycle, you can get in a cart, right. drive around. The reason I hate them is the only people that do them are foreigners, Mm. Uh, so I think there's a foreign stigma there's a sort of stigma around it like people see them as like a foreign nuisance these folks and it's not nice you're walking through Tokyo on a wonderful sort of sunny day and you hear and then loads of like a fleet of go-karts turn up with foreigners driving them many of them can't drive they're not prepared and Mm. Tokyo you know it's a very dangerous scary city to drive around it's very intense and I don't think they're well sort of placed to drive around it right yes. and I think if you're going to see Tokyo do it on a bicycle do it the good way um, and in the fact there way. was a few crashes some people crashed into a someone crashed into my favourite fish and chip shop in Rapongi, which is why I have a special dislike <laughs> for the go-karts it, yeah. but what do you reckon T you know what we're talking about go-karts yeah, crap. Tokyo piece of crap hate them yeah, hey yeah. two points alright next one Japanese TV needs no explanation I just despise it. It's <laughs> silly. It's ridiculous. Everyone's too happy. Yeah. And they say everything's good. Every show is a food show. It's mm. people eating food and giving sort of just unanimous praise towards food when it should be more critical. People are fake. I've been on it a few times. They, The producers of the shows, they always put words in my mouth and make me say things I'm not actually thinking. Like, oh, Chris-san, please say these pickles are good. They're not good. They're fucking pickles. Nobody likes pickles. <laughs> Anyway, Japanese TV. (laughs) Yeah, absolute rubbish. Just, just chaotic, uh, confusing. Just, uh, there's just, uh, and and they're obsessed with food. You know, you know my feelings on gorging yourself, silly. Good, good, good. (laughs) Doing well so far, Pete. Three, three, three three points so far. Two points. I've lost count already. Uh, Next for two points. Uh, Next, modern architecture in Tokyo. Right now, lots of good old buildings are being demolished or replaced. Point in uh, case in point, the Nakagin Capsule Tower, my beloved Nakagin Tower, is gone now. It's just a big hole in Shimbashi where it used to be. Um, but if you go to Tokyo, and when you come over here, you'll notice this because it'll be your first time in three, four years. But yeah. like, there's just so many skyscrapers going up that look the same. These right. Big shiny glass buildings, mm. lacking any originality, lacking any interesting design structure. I'm not sure why that is. I don't know why, but it just feels like Japan has lost the stomach for original large skyscrapers or you know buildings that have any yeah. originality mm-hmm. uh, what do you reckon yeah uh, yeah i mean i'm i'm kind of torn because i mean those buildings they're still quite young <laughs> you know what i mean like a lot of tokyo is just quite new anyway uh throwing these things up but again i've not seen them so i, I can't possibly comment uh, but yes i wish the nakagin uh, capsule tower tower was uh, was still with us i think it's fair to say it and i look back weirdly on um when I first went to Japan, my very first visit, I just walked past, happened to walk past the Nagakin capsule tower. Cause it's not really somewhere that you should really walk past, but I walked past it. I was like, fuck, what is that tower? That's amazing. <laughs> and, um, I discovered it without actually having any pre knowledge of what it was. Um, and that kind of takes me back a little bit. That, and that's again, one of those things that you sort of go, Oh, that was actually quite a big deal that everyone talks about. kind of. <laughs> yeah. Like I and actually, I think I said that in the video, how, like when I came here, I would, I was seeing all these buildings, Buildings. The 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 bus from Narita to Tokyo went straight yeah. past Nakagin Tower. Then it went past the Tokyo Tower, which is a rip off, a colourful red rip off of the Eiffel Tower. But like all these buildings, and there was the Fuji Teleby building, which yes. has this big sort okay, of yeah. 
globe and this very bizarre design. And I saw them all and I was like, wow, Tokyo, Sugoi. Now I drive through Tokyo and I just see rubbish, just boring <laughs> glass buildings. You know, it sucks. But I'm going to give you a point there because you basically agree with me. So well done. A yeah, point true. There. Next up, dessert sandwiches. The sandwiches filled with cream and fruit. The do you know these sandwiches? Uh, they have strawberries and cream. Yeah, kiwi. I, I, I don't think I've ever eaten Ugh. one, which is a which is a terrible lack of uh, lack of getting getting involved from me, to be quite frank. So yeah, I, they can go, but I would like to try one before they do. <laughs> I'm going to give that a point there. I yeah. think I think you know a sweet sandwich. Sandwiches are savoury, goddammit, savoury. How could they? I can't stand <laughs> it, and I hate how it's become almost like a part of Japanese culture. People are like, oh, it's part of Japan's culture. The the dessert sandwich. No, there's a reason it's only in Japan. Nobody else would do <laughs> this. It. It's unthinkable. <laughs> the fucking Earl of Sandwich is turning in his grave. Uh, next point is uh, Ekiben. The Ekiben. bloody train station bentos, right? Some of them are good, but for the most part, you get it and it's like this cold sweaty octopus. Rice. Cold sweaty octopus. The food isn't overly fresh in the ones I've had. And you, I'm, I, in the video, I got this bento to film on the train and I put my spoon in it and it snapped and broke off in the rice because the rice was so fucking hard. <laughs> it was like excavating a dinosaur. It was like excavating something out of concrete. Right. Um, really unpleasant. And I, yeah, not an Ben fan. You can get good bentos at train stations, but you got them, I'd you got say like one in four are good yeah. and the other three are rubbish. Blech. But Thoughts? but I I like the idea you sit you sit down and and uh, sometimes you'll have uh, sort of uh, waiting staff coming down the coming down the train uh, and you can buy these little, little eggy bends and maybe a, an asahi or a milkshake or something and uh, it's just nice it, it's just nice to have like a there's a lot of variety in that meal and I think when you buy a sandwich it's just a sandwich with something in it in it but like this has got quite a lot of variety and it's like a little happy meal <laughs> it's got a little little something little something something little little bit of so everything you're saying you you, you don't hate eggy yeah exactly don't, don't you don't it. have oh no point there then. no like right. it that's no, like a fair it. point fair yeah. point yeah. You bloody tourist, I'll show you. <laughs> what about Pachinko? The game, the gambling sensation worth $200 billion to the Japanese economy where people sit down and watch some marble balls go round in a circle and gamble all their money away. When you travel through the countryside in Japan, you'll be like going through a town that time forgot. It'll be decrepit, mm. it'll be shuttered, there'll be someone waddling around. It looks like it's on its way out. And then, like the Garden of Eden, you'll see a beacon... <laughs> Uh, a ray of like light, a ray of hope on the horizon, and you'll get to it and discover that the big shiny building with all the colourful lights, meticulously built, is just a fucking pachinko parlour where people come, <laughs> buy all their money, and that depresses me. Yeah, and I've you know I met a Japanese guy I dated once. Her dad had blown like all their savings, twenty thousand yeah. dollars on pachinko, had borrowed money from the grandparents to f- pay off the debt, oh, God. and then done it all over again and yeah. blown it all over again. And I don't know, awful. It's a, it's, it's if you're going to gamble, at least do it in a fun way. At least have a day out. Go go and see the GGs. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 difficult, isn't it? I think it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, for people who don't gamble. It's a very 
underwhelming vice, really. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, Sucks. it's like if you're gonna fucking ruin your life with excessive, uh, out of control gambling, uh, you do sort of like go. I mean, that's, I mean, that is the most tedious way of. You know, it's not for me. Uh, I, I'm, I've got skin in the game. You know, we, we, I, I wouldn't have a company if it wasn't for gambling, <laughs> for gambling uh, companies, just simply because you know. There's just not nobody spending that amount of money on uh, on football podcasts. So like it's uh, it's it. But but if you can if you can handle it, like by all means do it. But it, it, for for someone who doesn't gamble uh, all that much, I think um, watching someone lose their savings on uh, on on that is uh, especially pachinko. It's just loud in this. Well, especially loud. pachinko, which <laughs> sort of cashes in on those deprived areas in particular. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I'll give you a point there. What about uh, Moss Burger, Japan's? Burger chain, Moss Burger. Never Mountains. had one. I only discovered recently, Moss stands for mountains, ocean, and sun. Isn't yeah. that nice? <laughs> but it doesn't stop the sun. burgers being disappointing, flavourless, anemic, and shit. And, yeah. you know, you get your food in Moss Burger in a basket, and people are like, wow, it comes in a basket. It's so clever. No. There's a reason food doesn't come in a basket. It's rubbish. <laughs> but not as rubbish as Moss Burger, where the meat is flavourless and bland, the prices are high, and the excitement is low. Um, you haven't been there, no. so I won't give you a point there. No. Nothing. But Can't don't go to Moss Burger. Go to Freshness Burger. Way cool. better. And they're fresh. Uh, what about... This is, a, this is a dangerous one, a critical one. Bidet. Toilet bidet. The squirty super soaker thing Get that comes up. that water up my bottom. I love them. They're oh, the best. Oh, no. Never go back. Fucking hell. Makes you explore it. things about yourself that you never thought you'd explore. <laughs> it feels like a surgical procedure with a super soaker. It's Why lovely stuff. It's Invasive absolutely smashing. No, 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 no. <laughs> what a load of nonsense. What's wrong with people? No, awful. It's more when you've like... you one it... hit you at full pelt, at like, you know, they, 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 you can adjust the pressure on the damn thing. Yeah, right? yeah. And when we've had one hit you at full pressure with hot water, unexpectedly, you yeah. will not want to use I want the, the I want it. I want again. it hard. I want it hot. I want it to explode my bowels. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Well, it's, the weirdest thing the is like one. experiencing those things in like uh, like an arcade or something because they have these you know these toilets everywhere, and it seems yeah. we- it seems rather uh, uh, it seems rather intrusive. Let's say uh, using one in a public space rather than your hotel room or whatever. Hotel rooms are fine, mm. I think, because you feel like it's 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 yours. But uh, yeah. Getting getting kinky with a <laughs> with a hot spray uh, in a in a God communal kind of area, filthy old toilet in a Seven Eleven. It seems it's a, it, that's a bit much, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm disappointed in you, Pete. But yeah. then I find I'm in the minor- minority on that one. Most okay. people like them, and bleh, can't stand them. True that. And the last one, it's the last one, is uh, microaggressions. Do you Ooh. know what that is? Microaggressions, just people um, being. Passag, kind of just you know, I don't know, <laughs> don't know what does it mean. Well, it's like when people have like unconscious bias about something. Yeah. So, you know, in Japan, the unconscious bias, the the microaggression is that uh, when people are like, oh, you can use chopsticks. It's like, yep, I can use chopsticks. <laughs> we use them in the UK to some degree. Nihongo <laughs> or like, well, yeah, no, Nihongo Jozu is like another good example, mm. and that sort of stuff. It sounds trivial, and you know, it doesn't get to you if you come here on just a holiday or you come here for a year mm. but after 10 years of hearing oh you can use the chopsticks you know, oh the you can speak japanese after hearing that every day for 12 uh, for every day for 10 years you will go literally mental <laughs> and <laughs> it's, it it does drive you mad and, and 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 while it's like a trivial annoying thing for me 
it's bad if you are like a half Japanese, you know, yeah, half Japanese, yeah, and that, uh, that, that they're like, "Oh, you can speak Japanese," and they're like, "Yeah, because I am Japanese," and <laughs> it can yeah. go in sort of unpleasant directions. But yeah. yeah, I hate that, and you know, I'm not obviously it's not a unique Japanese thing, but I think the way Japan works, it's it is worse because the politeness embedded in the culture, people often just use the same five phrases when they meet you they want mm. to keep it simple they don't want to rock the boat or do anything daring and so small talk in particular can feel very repetitive for the sort of groundhog day quality to it in japan yeah. like or you could speak japanese can you use chopsticks why are you here in japan when are you leaving japan and it's just like oh yeah, so just <laughs> let me be here let me just sit here right so that's my other thing but thoughts <laughs> on that um, yeah, I, I again, I, I never, I, I don't experience, I only ever experience it two weeks at a time. So I'm not, I'm unconcerned about it in, in many ways. I, I don't necessarily get that annoyed about it. <laughs> That's fair enough. Well, you've yeah. scored a unimpressive six out of 12. <laughs> uh, I'm disappointed in you. I'm disappointed. I thought okay. we had more in common after all these years yeah. especially the bidet Never mind. but nobody's perfect 6 out of 12 <laughs> let me know guys what do you think did you get the same score let me know the uh, the video check out the video over on Abroad in Japan we've just got time for the story of the week the news of the week in Japan what's going down Pete oh, fill us in you will not believe what's powering some delicious sightseeing railways <laughs> You have no what? idea. Um, there's a company in Japan, and I'll keep this uh, brief because we've got to get on. Um, there's a company in Japan that's turning ramen broth into fuel. What? Take that in. Ramen. Must be a better way. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, it seems like you're going the long way around to <laughs> well, make yeah. a better fuel, isn't it? Uh, like, r- so ramen sauced fuel is being used to power the cars on one of the most scenic train lines in Japan. Kyushu's uh, Takachiho uh, Amaratsu. Amaratsu. No, Amaterasu. Amaterasu oh, Railway. Jose. Nihongo Jose, Pete. Nihongo Jose. Masumi Nishida oh, is the dumb. chairman of Nishida Logistics, a shipping company headquartered in uh, Fukuoka Prefecture. Um, ten years ago, Nishida was uh, talking with one of his clients, the owner of a restaurant that specialises in pork stock ramen, Fukuoka's favourite variety, and he said that um, it's quite expensive for a uh, waste disposal company to take care of the leftover oil and uh, ramen broth that customers didn't drink. And Nishida started to think, well, you know, it's very high in oil. It's very greasy. Um, it could probably be used to make um, biodiesel instead. So Nishida Logistics ah. installed uh, equipment into the restaurant uh, into which the leftover ramen could be dumped, um, separates out the lard content, uh, and then that lard gets used to uh, to make biodiesel uh, fuel. It's mixed with uh, biodiesel made from used tempura uh, cook- cooking oil, uh, another ecologically-minded initiative that Nishida uh, Logistics has got involved. And uh, so now... Uh, the blended Japanese food-based biodiesel from both the um, batter and uh, also the well, the cooking oil from tempura, and also the uh, the ramen, the tonkotsu, uh, it now powers roughly half of the company's fleet of uh, 170 trucks. And uh, no. so now, so now, August, so now they're selling this uh, biodiesel uh, commercially, uh, you know, because it's just cheaper than the rest. And uh, yeah, the Takachiho uh, Amaratsu. Uh, railway oh, has become uh, one of their customers. <laughs> delicious, bloody delicious. That's fascinating. I love the way there's there's a line that says the exhaust of the, of the train apparently smells like fried rice or ramen. Nice. <laughs> That's what I'm talking That's about. That's lovely. A yes. lovely stinky stinky park train. <laughs> I mean, when when I read this, I was like, what a load of rubbish, what a gimmick. But the fact it powers roughly half 
of the fleet's trucks, the yeah. 170 trucks. That's quite impressive. And, yeah, you know, when I go for ramen, I do leave a lot of the broth. I love the broth, but when you drink all of it, you do feel an immense level of guilt because it right. is just salt water, right? It is yeah, just okay. pretty damn bad for you. So it's nice that they they found a way to kind of actually use it rather than just tip it down the sink or in the bin. So if, like, cool. if like if uh, like pork uh, broth was like quite big in, in, in England, for example, we would be adding more carbs because we'd get like a bread bun and we'd be mopping up that <laughs> lovely pork broth with the, uh, that we would. With the bread bun. <laughs> bread bun. Oh, bread bun. But actually... <laughs> <laughs> that I, I actually was in um, Takachiho recently in Kyushu. I I passed by the railway, and I wish I knew this because I would yeah. have ridden it. Could have like stuck it in the video. That would have been awesome. <laughs> Sniffing the uh, the exhaust fumes of the train as it went along. That's my idea of a good weekend. <laughs> We're back in the story, guys, with your stories, comments, and questions in the fax machine. Hold up! What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot forward slash Japan. 
And we're back with a fax machine. What do we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Donaldson? We got a message from Paul Diggadeely, aged very nearly 40. Uh, greetings, clairvoyant Chris and psychic Pete. Will there be many people in Tohoku who uh, can speak English, or will it give me a chance to practice my Japanese? Tohoku, the region. Do they speak a lot of English, or do they speak Japanese? Poop! They speak mainly Japanese. Okay. <laughs> in fact, they don't speak much English at all in Tohoku. It's few, it's it's quite rare actually. I was, mm. I was and when they do, they just don't stop speaking right. English. I was at a, a gorge yesterday with with uh, with PewDiePie. He's up. I was showing him around, mm. and uh, there was a man there at the gorge who worked at a shop, and he was like, "Where are you from?" And I was like, "England." And he went ballistic he was so happy because he was japan's first man to go to birmingham he was like oh birmingham sugoi and i was like oh i don't know about that yeah but he just went on about how much he loved birmingham yeah and the uk and it was really nice but we were in a real hurry and i had to be like really kind and i had to i just kept edging away i don't normally do this but i was in a hurry we had a train to catch i didn't want to yeah. you, you don't you can't you can't let PewDiePie miss his train but i didn't also <laughs> want to be like oh see my son i have to go over here now so i was just standing there while this poor man was trying to use his english for the first time in years because oh, no foreigners nice. had come to this gorge yeah it was a it was a nice moment though so you never know they're few yeah. and far between in tohoku though relative to say south japan where people are a bit more confident at using their English right. it's not necessarily that people in Tohoku are worse at English it's just a more of a confidence issue people are more shy and reserved in North Japan whereas in Osaka they have the same level of Japanese knowledge but they're more willing to use it they're more like Natsuki they'll just talk and try which I think is really important and a very you know really important part of language learning um, we've got one here from Brittany from Los Angeles who says hello Chris and Pete I'll save you the alliteration this week thank you very much Brittany we're finally going into uh, Japan in January and as three Americans we obviously plan on drinking but I need your help I'm allergic to vodka can you tell me how to naturally say I have uh, vodka allergy in Japanese uh, I don't want to ruin my trip with hives and throwing up thank you very much Brittany from Los Angeles um, I mean it's quite an easy one vodka in Japanese is vodka it's you don't pronounce the V or the B it's like it's U vodka vodka I vodka. see vodka no and allergy is easy as well it's arurgi actually that's quite a difficult word arurgi so it'd be like vodka that's actually fucking alright this is quite a hard sentence to say but vodka no arurgi Woka no arugi. I can't pronounce either word, so don't take my uh, don't don't say it like I just said it. But yeah, woka no. woka no arugi is is the way, Arugi. and that will yeah. see you through. Good but stuff. I don't think you're going to have that many issues. They don't use vodka in the cooking in Japan that much. Um, they do have it in various drinks like uh, chew highs and sort of canned drinks. So mm. yeah, if you're having something like a strong zero, be careful there because it yeah. might be in there. But I think you'll know if you're drinking Strong Zero because you'll probably be already hungover and on the floor. But best of luck, Brittany. Have a great time in Japan. We've got one last one from Benjamin from Winchester in the UK. He says, hello, perky Pete and catastrophic Chris. We're back to alliteration. Seeing as Japan is a very conservative country and people like to stay indoors, how big is a virtual reality gaming? Over in the West, VR is quite popular as there are entire YouTube channels based around VR. Is this as big of a thing in Japan? Benjamin from Winchester. I don't know many friends that do VR, but then all my friends in Japan are Natsuki and Ryotaro, who were like 50. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I remember when VR kicked off uh, or became like 
popular in the mainstream sort of five, six, seven years ago. There was a VR cafe in Shibuya that was quite popular. Right. Um, but like outside of that, I don't really know. Do you have any idea, Pete? You're the games man. No, I mean, I... Um, so when Japan played... Um, who were they playing? Was it Costa Rica? Might have been. Yeah, Costa Rica in the World Cup. I um, they, they were having... Aishitaro Tokyo, uh, which is a football football guy uh, on Twitter which who's actually interviewed on this very show probably this time last year or whatever um, about J-League and stuff like that um, fascinating chap um, Dan Allwitz I think his name is uh, in fact I know his name is that um, he uh he recommended or basically basically spoke about that they were having this big kind of metaverse meetup, like VR meetup in ah. um, an app called Cluster uh, to watch the match. Uh, and so I Cluster. went in, padded around this uh, this app called Cluster. And uh, I don't know what, whether <laughs> it was just that room, like the, it was too complicated or someone hadn't made it right, but the um, the glitching on the audio was so poor. I just had to sack it off after a while. But I, I made my little avatar. I, it was like basically got, got me little spectacles and my little car. And, and, and dressed like the bloke from the Matrix <laughs> in a big big leather jacket. It was uh, yeah, it was really fun stuff. But I was just wandering around. But it did look like it did feel like Second Life from like 15 years ago. Like yeah, anything yeah, yeah. like VR, it just always looks a bit. Anything kind of like where people get together in in VR worlds um, uh, nowadays, and that that's outside like you know the AAA gaming experiences that uh, you know the, the Sony and, and, and you can, the games you can get on Steam and stuff. But yeah, I've 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 only uh, I only had a VR headset for a little while. Uh, I didn't use it very much because it makes me feel absolutely sick. Um, re- I think yeah, um, possibly problem. the limitations with with uh, room size in Japan would probably limit its effectability because um, you need a bit of room uh, to wander around, and people have tiny, tiny houses. I hadn't thought of that. That's a very good point, actually. Yeah, I mean, I have VR and I've used it once mm. or twice. I got very sick. I, I, it's a real shame, actually. I, I can't do VR. It just gives me really bad nausea. And yeah. I still, to this day, don't overly see the point. It's kind of fun for a bit, but mm. I still feel it's a little bit in gimmicky territory. I do want to play Half-Life Alex, the, um, yes. the game on Vive. I really want to play that, but I don't have a Vive, and it's the one game on Vive that there is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, shall I buy the vibe just for one game probably not I think um, so I don't know I think someone I think so, I think someone might have hacked it so you can use it with um, yeah. just a just a mouse and keyboard because obviously it's you know it's the third Half-Life game pretty much um, so uh, yeah but apparently yeah but then out it, of all of like the system sellers I think Half-Life Alex is the one if it was ever going to happen it would happen with her, her <laughs> happen with it <laughs> yeah, yeah but then you can't really play a, a game that was made for VR with just a mouse and no. that, that would be shit yeah, it's got to be played the way it was intended but yeah, yeah I'm, I, we'll see what, what happens with VR I don't know if it's ever going to break out of gimmicky territory and become mm. something truly big I guess a lot of people would argue that it already has with the Oculus Rift the Oculus but uh, well, no it's the Oculus Quest sorry that was the, that's the one we've got Yeah, mm. we'll see as for the metaverse what a load of shit <laughs> uh, keep the stories questions comments coming in To <laughs> I met someone from Facebook recently and I had this awkward moment where I was like yeah, we're talking. He was very nice. I was like, "What do you think of the, uh, the metaverse?" And he was like, "Well, it's uh, it's uh, it's, it's the way the internet is going. You know, we're all heading in that direction." I was like, "Yeah, it's bollocks, though, isn't it?" <laughs> <laughs> we've all heard. Like, we've, oh. we've all, we can all read out an internal memo. We can all read out an internal <laughs> memo, man. <laughs> he staunchly defended it. Yeah, but you can't defend the indefensible. What a waste <laughs> of literally billions of dollars. Keep the stories, <laughs> questions, comments coming in to a Braun Japan podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later in the week to do all over again, guys. But for now, no matter where you might be. 
out there in the big wide world. Go and check out 12 Things I Hate About Japan over at Braun Japan. Get the full 4D experience of me having a bidet squirt me in the face, which very nearly almost happened during the shoot, as you'll see. But have a great few days. We'll see you right back here to do it all over again, guys, on the Braun Japan podcast. Bye for now. Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.